0: All right, let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, I just thank you for joy. I thank you for happiness. Lord, I thank you that you are here. And Lord, I thank you for that song that we sang, that you are good. You are good. And you will never abandon us. You will never let us go. Just thank you, Lord. Let that go down deep into our spirits, deep into our hearts, deep into our minds and into our soul. Just thank you, Lord. Lord, we just desire to hear your voice. We desire to follow your lead, and Lord, that you would be with us everywhere that we go and that you would protect us and keep us. And when we fall down, you put us back together. Just thank you, Lord. We just bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I want to say something about that song we sang. It was a new song. I'd never heard it. And I will tell you, even as a former worship leader and even as the pastor, it's hard to do a new song. It's just hard. It's like we're going to change stuff on Wednesday nights, and it's hard. It's hard to do something different. But the more we sang that, the more it started to get into me. We just kept saying, you are good, good, oh. You are good, good, oh. You're good, good. Good. And then the bridge was, uh, you're never going to let me go. 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 And, you know, around the throne of God, they're saying the same thing over and over and over. Over and over and over. And I was thinking, we have so many challenges throughout the day that if this seed that's getting planted into your heart could come forth right at that time of that challenge, you're never going to let me go. Okay, then what I'm facing, I'm okay. The Lord is with me. The throne, heaven did not get shocked by what I'm walking through. If I can just recognize heaven's not shocked, God's with me. He's not going to let me go. Let's go ahead and let's keep walking. Let's go ahead and get through this. I can get through what I'm facing. Um, it, it's, it, one of the Psalms um, says, um, it makes a statement about God that God's hand is not too short. Your love endures forever. Your love endures forever. Your love endures forever. Those couple psalms just keep saying your love endures forever. Your love endures forever. Well, just like we're singing, you're good. You're good. You're never going to let me go. You're never going to let me go. And I don't I don't know if since maybe, uh, what's the song that we sang? Um, uh, over the mountains and the, you're loving, 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 and I can open up my heart and let the healer set me free. I could sing of your love forever. You know, <laughs> that one. <laughs> Sorry. I have the worst case of chronic lyricosis. I get the words wrong even when I'm staring at them and trying to sing them. I get them wrong. But you keep singing that over and over and over, and then you go home, and it's like you're singing it in your sleep. Same thing here. That's what the That's what we want from the Word of God so that when hell hits, we recite the Word. The Word comes out not... The flesh, not our negative thoughts, not the world, but the word. So when you're facing a challenge, I want to encourage you. He's never going to let you go. Never. Never. Never going to let you go. He's good. We will face challenges. We will fall down and bump our knee. We just will. But he, has, he, he is with us. He won't forsake us. And he will see us through to the end. Period. So, be encouraged. Amen? All right, Wednesdays, for the month of May, we are going to try something new. And I want to encourage everybody that's here to hang in here with us and try this with us. We're going to do a meal from 6.30 to 7.30. Mr. Carl, where are you, Carl? Wait, everybody turn around and look at Carl. Mr. Carl is on the hook to handle, handle the food for us. Maybe. It was kind of on the list. Um, on Burger Day, if you want to come and, and help out, let me tell you, Carl, Carl uh, Carlton, thank you. I'm like, can I just, can I just, I'm just going to tell you, I forget people's names that I've known my whole life. Anybody, have I ever done that to anybody here? Everybody might as well raise their hand because it will be you. And I don't care how long I've known you, It happens. But literally, I'm like, wait a minute, I know his name's Carl something. But I said, Carl, oh, Lord, thanks a lot. You know, what are you doing in my brain? Uh, But Carl, Carlton makes a wicked burger. He's brought them to us two or three times. I want to say there's some onions and peppers and all kinds of stuff in those burgers. They're good. It already sounds good, doesn't it? Wednesday night. 6.30 to 7.30. We're going to sit in tables of about eight, um, and there's not going to be an agenda. The intention is for each person to be able just to share who they are. How are you here? Why are you here? What are you going through? What has your life been like? That doesn't have to be a dump session. In fact, who wants a dump session? I don't like dump sessions. But just for us to get to know each other for a month. Just to stare at each other, talk to each other. The best way to have a a conversation is to put food in front of somebody. You put chips and dip and a drink in front of somebody, and let me tell you, the mouth opens up. (laughs) Have you ever noticed? Have you ever had two people just sitting together, and you just put something to eat together, and all of a sudden, hey, I'll talk to you. How's it going? And it is for us to connect. So I want to encourage you. Um, Come, we're going to sit at, again, like tables of about eight in a kind of a circle and try to have a family-safe atmosphere. Try. That sounds funny, doesn't it? You think the church would be good at that? Not always. So a safe, comfortable, easy atmosphere so that you do not have to cook on Wednesday night. Everybody say amen. Get your... Get you out by 7.30 or sooner. Now, you can't eat fast and then leave. This is not an eat and leave thing. This has the intention of us talking to one another, fellowshipping, Um, talking. Listen to me. Listening, learning, getting to know each other, getting to know you. To know all about you. By the way, Mary Poppins at the high school is coming soon, so go see them. Go support our high school. Um, Learning to relate and connecting. So, invite someone. There is not going to be a backdoor hidden church book study. There will not be. Let people come and eat. If it's their first time, they can eat for free. If they are hurting financially, if you know of a family that is hurting and needs to come in here and have a meal, they'll eat for free. Everyone else, three bucks. Three bucks. Can't beat that. Three bucks. There's no limit. If you bring ten people, thirty bucks. So don't tell me, hey, I got ten, can I get a deal? Yes, thirty. That's a deal. Absolutely. Three dollars. Um, and I want to ask you that are here to consider signing up to help, help clean up, help carry a tray, help move the food from the kitchen to the uh, where we're eating, um, help tear back down. It's not going to be a huge deal, just a few tables. It's, we're not talking a lot of stuff, but it's a way for you to connect. Be a part. Um, we're going to have particular desserts. We're going to ask you guys to sign up and bring some cookies, bake a pie make some banana pudding Jesus is finally coming Justin will bring banana pudding he'll bring his granny's banana pudding we may eat that first you'll just yeah we'll have it before yeah it's the benefits of the of working on staff you know you get that portion <laughs> That was a biblical joke. Nobody laughed. That's fine. <laughs> that, that was really nice. If y'all could have seen the shorts that he walked in here with. Okay. So for the month of May, we're going to do this for four straight weeks. And guys, we are looking to connect. Church is not just Sunday morning, come in here and sing a few songs hear the preacher preach, and go home. You are the church. If we don't know each other, what are we doing? What are we doing? We need to get to know each other, and we need to know what each other's going through. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt, Theodore Roosevelt said, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. People don't care what you know until they know that you care. And it is our desire, we're kind of changing the vision statement of the church to be, I believe that the Lord is putting on all of our hearts, family. Family. So I want to encourage you, don't go through the month of May and not bring someone. Bring someone. Just to sit and eat and hang out. Just to sit and eat and recline and have a good time together. Break bread together. It's scriptural. Amen? Invite people. Invite the lost. Invite the unchurched. Invite people that are going through challenges and rope them into your table. Say, hey, sit at my table. And then just eat. The conversation will happen. We don't have to have a topic. Hey, let's all talk about whatever. No. Conversations will happen. Okay? We all do that with us. We're going to have a sign-up table at the back. You can sign up online. Um, and we're going to need to know numbers. If not, we're going to be guessing and then praying. And that can still work. That can still work. If we don't have exact numbers, God can make the food last a lot longer than we ever could. I said Sunday about giving. God can do a lot more. We, God can, can enable us to do a lot more with our 90% than we can ever do with our 100% on our own. I can tell you I have failed miserably over and over with my 100%, <laughs> but when God is with me, somehow my success rate becomes very good. It's funny how that works. Okay, uh, if you got your Bibles with you, turn to Joshua chapter 21. Um, I want to encourage you again uh, to consider, if you're not reading the Bible daily, to consider the one-year Bible. You can get it for free online, you can get it from BibleGateway.com, um, or you can Buy one from Amazon, or we sell them here. But every single day, I ask the Lord when I'm ha- when I'm speaking on Wednesday nights. Sometimes the reading can can appear dry or not relevant or not be anything there. And every time I pray and say, "God, give me something," He does right from that reading every day. When I read His Word, I receive. Amen. Joshua chapter twenty-one. We're going to start in verse forty-three. Can I just let you do it, Savannah? Thank you. You're awesome. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land he had sworn to give their ancestors. I want you to catch this. And they took possession of it. I want you to know that the word of God says that he prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies. Now, we can choose to eat from that table or we can choose not to. Anybody here ever refused a gift? I have. Stupid. Let me just tell you, it's stupid to to refuse a gift. Someone's trying to give you something, trying to bless you something. You're just like, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. You don't have to do that. Oh, no, 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 no. God wants to give me a gift. He wants to prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. I need to eat from that. He did not prepare that. Can you imagine preparing a meal for your child and your child won't eat? And your child's hungry and starving, and they won't eat. So I want you to catch this. The Lord has made a way for us, but we do not access it. We do not possess it. We are to possess. And what does it say? They took possession of it and settled there. That's such a big statement right there. The Lord gave to Israel all that he had sworn to give to them. They took it and they settled there. And look what happens when we settle with where the Lord has prepared for us. Next verse. The Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had solemnly promised their ancestors. None of their enemies could stand against them, for the Lord helped them conquer all their enemies. Did the children of Israel have enemies? Weren't they at their doorstep all the time? Doorstep all the time? Do you think they did not have issues, but we have issues, and really this doesn't relate? No, they had issues. As he solemnly promised, no enemy could stand against them, for the Lord helped them conquer all their enemies. Now that tells me that they were having trouble, they were having problems, but the Lord helped them conquer their enemies. Because they settled where the Lord had led them. You all with me? Best verse, next verse, great verse. Not a single one of all the good promises the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. I want to challenge you to prove the word of God to be true. Go find it. Go find what your promises are and challenge the Lord to prove himself to be be true. Because he is. He is watching over his word, waiting to perform it. Such an awesome thing right here, taking possession. And I've not even gotten to the, to what my point is of this uh, message tonight. If we go to the next chapter, chapter 22, the next verse. Then Joshua called together the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. Verse 2. He told them, you have done as Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, and you have obeyed every order I have given you. So, can you see, so far, the people are doing? We have a part to do. We do receive our salvation by grace. It is a gift. By grace through faith, it is a gift. There's nothing that we can do with that, but from that point on, we are to do. God's given us instruction. He's given us the land. He's made us these promises, but we've got to do our part. If God says, I've got this promise for you, if you do this part, then we've got to do that part, then he does his part. If you remember from Deuteronomy chapter um, 11, if we will hear the word of the Lord and follow it, then all the blessings of the Lord will find us and overtake us. There's a big if in that, right? So we receive salvation by grace through faith. It is a gift he has provided. We just have to take it we just have to receive it and from here on out we become followers of Christ to be a follower of, a, of Christ, to be a follower of Christ we follow his word we follow his spirit when we follow his word and follow his spirit he fulfills his word in our life he's not on the hook to fulfill your word he's on the hook to fulfill his word so we follow his word and he causes us even though it doesn't say All the enemies are destroyed. No, he says that as we face enemies, we will conquer them. Right? We're going to face enemies. There are enemies in the land. Amen. So, verse 3. During all this time, you have not deserted the other tribes. You've been careful to obey the commands of the Lord your God right up to the present day. Verse 4. And now the Lord your God has given the other tribes rest as he promised them. Huge statement right here. So go back home. Go back home to the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you as your possession on the east side of the Jordan River. Go back home. We get out here and we kind of stray away from home and don't even realize that we have What would be a sign that you've strayed from home? God's word being fulfilled in your life? His promises, his blessings, you overtaking the enemy, you having breakthrough. Even though you're still going to have challenges, you're still going to be coming through it. How many of you have gotten outside away from home and you're just beat down and can't figure out why? God, where are you? I'm home. Never left home. I'm at home. Okay, so it feels like I'm not home, right? So what do I do? Come back home. Yeah, but I feel like I'm doing the church thing, and I'm, I'm doing the, I sing my songs. I go and I serve. I do stuff. Come back home. It's going to sound funny, but go ahead and just stop that. Stop this other stuff and come back home. I still want you to do all this other stuff, that's good. But when we're doing the stuff without me, um, it rains out there and it hails and it tornadoes and it gets bad. Come back home. I love this scripture. So go back home to the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you as your possession on the east side of the Jordan River. What's so awesome is it's your possession. He has given you this, but we have walked away from it. Verse 5, but be very careful to obey all the commands and the instructions that Moses gave to you. What's he saying? You have strayed from the Word. Be careful that you don't stray from the Word. I've given you these instructions. Don't stray from them. Anybody here ever tried to put a kid's toy together and you strayed from the instructions? Anybody here ever tried to put an adult toy together and you strayed from the instructions? You can just feel the instructions say, Don't stray from me. You're going to have screws left over. You've got a few screws loose. Come back home. Uh, our dishwasher messed up, uh, the rack. Anybody ever had dishwasher issues? Our rack messed up. Our rack, our, our rack messed up, and I had to order a part because I'm too cheap to call Keith Allred, and have his guy come out. I ordered the part, and they changed the part. Didn't even look like the old part. I thought I'd ordered the wrong one. So I take it outside, I decide I'm going to work outside because it was nice, and uh, I put the tools out on our deck table, and sure enough, the wind blew and blew my instructions off, and one of the screws was on the instructions, and I'm like, I am such an idiot. And then a sun came out, like the sun that came out on Jonah when the weed was growing over his head, and then the weed died, and the sun, I'm, I'm like, it's not been this hot, all year. What are you doing to me, God? I'm literally having this moment of oh, I was going to be so peaceful and put this thing together out here and the wind blows and the sun comes down and and the have you ever had the instructions where they have pictures but no words? So I'm having negative thoughts toward the engineer and the graphics guy, whoever these people are that have made these instructions. But I hung in there with it. Praise God, my kids weren't home and my wife wasn't home. Because I don't know about you, but they always seem to walk in at the worst time. And then I'm repenting the rest of the day for whatever happened after that. And I got it together. The instructions were right. The pieces fit together. And the sun shined again and the temperature lowered back down to 70 degrees and everything was good. I will tell you that the Word of God is not that challenging of instructions. They're way more on my level. <laughs> They're way more on that level. But be careful to obey all the instructions that Moses gave to you. Can I encourage you? Be careful to obey God's Word because it's so good. Not because it's him trying to hold his thumb on us. Just the opposite. Because he's so good. His word, his spirit, his presence is so good. Love the Lord your God. Walk in all of his ways. Obey his commands. Hold firmly to him and serve him with all your heart and all your soul. Telling you, it is the instruction manual to a blessed life. Right there. That's it. We don't have to overthink this thing. But if you're getting beat down everywhere, I want, to, I want you to consider you've gotten outside the flock. You've gotten out from under the roof of the Lord. And you need to just get back under. How do I get back under? Go home. Find his word, obey his word, walk in it, serve in it, follow it, hold tight to it. If you'll hang on, you're going to start seeing the results of you being under the roof of the Lord. You will see it. He promises. He promises rest, he promises victory over our enemies. He promises. So you can hold him to his promise. Prove him wrong. Most people that try to prove there isn't a God, finds him. If I'm ever talking to people that just flat don't believe in God and atheists and uh, others, I just say, well, just go prove it. It's okay. I'm not going to reject you because you said that. I'm not going to fight with you. It's not a fight. Prove it. Don't give me a bunch of words. Give me proof. Because I believe if you go to prove it, he's going to show himself to be true. So let's keep going. So Joshua, are we verse 6? So Joshua blessed them and sent them away, and they went home. Moses had given the land of Bashan, East River of Jordan River, to the the half-tribe of Manasseh. The other half-tribe was given the land west of the Jordan. As Joshua sent them away and blessed them, he said, go back to your homes. Are you hearing something repeated? Home, thank you. With the great wealth that you have taken from your enemies, the vast herds of livestock, the silver, gold, bronze, iron, the large supply of clothing. What I see here is that even when we have challenges, we should be plundering. Our challenge shouldn't hurt us. It should actually help us. We should be going home. We should need to go rent a U-Haul. That's what it says. Share the plunder with your relatives. So the men of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh left the rest of Israel at Shiloh at the land of Canaan. They started the journey back to their own land of Gilead, the territory that belonged to them according to the Lord's command through Moses. Verse 10. But. Everybody say but. And that's a big But. Can anybody relate? Just kidding. But while they were still in Canaan, when they came to a place called Gilead near the Jordan River, the men of Reuben, Gad, and the half tribe of Manasseh stopped. They stopped and they built something. They stopped to build a large and imposing altar. The rest of Israel heard that Moses, that the people of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh had built, this alt, built an altar at Gilead at the edge of the land of Canaan on the west side of the Jordan River. So the whole community of Israel gathered at Shiloh and prepared to go to war against them. All of a sudden, someone should be saying, we've done something wrong. What was going well isn't anymore. Why? Well, I don't know. What happened? We stopped. Oh, what'd you do when you stopped? We built that thing and everything's gone bad. Oh, should we keep worshiping it? Do, do you see what I'm saying? We need to stop and take an account of our life. What's happening? My marriage is falling apart. My kids are falling apart. My life is falling apart. My job's falling apart. Oh, That doesn't look like what the pastor's reading about. I don't feel like that. Okay. Success. That can happen. First, however, they sent a delegation led by Phineas, Phineas, son of Eleazar, the priest, to talk with the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. In this delegation were ten leaders of Israel, one from each of the ten tribes and the head of his family within, and each of the head of the families within the clans of Israel. When they arrived at the land of Gilead, they said to the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, the whole community of the Lord demands to know why you are betraying the God of Israel. Now, I can can, uh, encourage you for just a minute. They've stopped and are asking some good questions. Something's gone wrong. What's happened? And he says, How could you turn away from the Lord and build an altar for yourselves in rebellion against him? Was our sin at Peor not enough? To this day, we are not fully cleansed of it, even after the plague that struck the entire community of the Lord. How many of you still have a residual effect of stuff you've done in your past? I do. It's not fun. We kind of want our past just to be gone. Be gone. I like to say be gone and cast into the sea. I uh, will speak to that mountain that stands in my way. Be removed now and cast in the sea. Uh, but I still kind of have the results of what I did. I can still feel it in my bones. I can still see it in my life. I can. It's still there. And you can see here, didn't we mess up enough before? We're still paying for it. We're coming out of it. God's been blessing us. Why did you do this? To this day, we're still not fully cleansed of it. And yet today, you are turning away from following the Lord. That's the point. We get out from under home, and we stop following. Sometimes it's so subtle, we don't even realize we're doing it. The time to take account is when you realize Hell has showed up again and it's not leaving. Okay, we need to call the 10 tribes of Israel together and all the leaders and sit down and try to figure out what's happened. Get your spouse together, get people that you trust together and just start speaking. This is what's happening. Well, okay, we need to go back home. Pastor Matt once talked, this was was the pastor before me. That if you ever get to a point where you're not hearing the Lord, to go back to the time that you did. To try to go back to when you were hearing. What was happening then? What was going right? And really, it's just taking an account of where have I gotten off target? Because God hasn't stopped talking. He's still talking. He's still trying to get through to you, but you have gotten hung up somewhere. So if if things are broken and things aren't going well, that's fine. It's not fine to continue. It's fine for you to realize it. And turn, come back home. Start simple. Get back in the Word. Get back around people that speak God's Word, not a bunch of garbage. You're listening to garbage. You're believing garbage. And yet today we are turning from the Lord. If you rebel against the Lord today, He will be angry with all of us tomorrow. If you need the altar because the land you possess is defiled then join us in the Lord's land where the tabernacle of the Lord is situated and share our land with us. I'm going to take this back to what we're going to do on Wednesday. Bring people in to the home of the Lord where we're sitting at a table together, ready to love on each other and to get to know one another. We're not trying to play a game. We're not trying to grow anything. We're just trying to connect. Just a safe place to where people don't feel like they're, they're having to come into the church. Just come in. Just be, we are the church. We don't have to have a service for us to impact them the way that the Lord has equipped us to impact them. That the that the, the power that the Lord's given the church can happen at that dinner table the same as it can happen in here. The power of the Lord that He has given the church to be able to win the lost can happen at your job the same as it can happen at an altar with us laying hands on people. But do you see what's happening here? If you need the altar, you've raised up this altar because you you have gotten sidetracked and we've made a mistake. Well, Jesus came because you made a mistake. The Lord knows we're broken. He knows we're going to do this. So what does he do? He gives us the on-ramp back on. He tries to say, hey, things have gone wrong. Get back on. Then join us in the Lord's land where the tabernacle of the Lord is situated and share our land with us. That is literally what I want to do when I sit down at this table is to share my land with you. You share your land with me. You share your testimony. We overcome Satan by the blood of the lamb and by the word of the testimony, but we have no way of giving our testimony. And that's what I'm looking for at the dinner table. It's for you to share an experience that you've had. Just share your life. Just share some challenges or share some breakthroughs. or just Just share your day. There's enough that happens in the day that can get somebody saved. Today. We overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. But do not rebel against the Lord or against us by building an altar other than the one true altar of the Lord our God. Didn't divine anger fall on the entire community of Israel when Achan, a member of the clan of Zerah, sinned by stealing the things set apart for the Lord? He was not the only one who died because of his sin. I do believe that so many times we let church things get in the way of God things. And as simple as a meal is, as simple as... You and me just meeting, you and your neighbor just talking, you you just connecting with someone else. I think sometimes we get religious stuff in the way. Really almost a, almost a barrier to keep us from connecting. Isn't that a isn't that an awesome scripture? To come back home. Come back home. Okay, well, that's all I got. Right at 7.30. God has a way of knowing just how to work that stuff out. Um, I want to encourage you to pray for one another. One another. I want to encourage you to ask good questions. Instead of just, hey, how's it going? The weather's great stuff. But to learn to ask. Um, I've told you guys a handful of times about a book I've read. That one statement is, seek first to understand, then be understood. And it's more... Talking and listening is different than understanding. Um, people are going through stuff, and you're going through stuff. But I want you to know I believe that your answer is here in the church. The power of the Lord is here in the church. Jesus is returning for the church. So, not next Wednesday, but the next Wednesday, correct? 6.30? 6.30? three bucks, we're going to eat, sit down and just fellowship together, and let's just be praying that the Lord just moves mightily. We're going to have a sign-up table in the back with Carl back there, I'll be back there too, maybe Pastor Justin, you can kind of be around, um, but also if you want to serve, we need servers, we need um, we need people. For the church to function, it takes people. It doesn't just happen, stuff doesn't just happen, Amen. Father in Jesus.